Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcasts and the video version at YouTube at the Trophy Room Show. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You could plop us a follow on Spotify, or you could even toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, and with all all that out of the way, the greatest co-host who is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? I'm well. Yeah. I had to think for a second. Uh <laughs> we've been through a lot today, Kyle. To, yeah. Today's been kind of a roller coaster. Really, like the last, I don't know, five days personally have been yeah. like a roller coaster. Yeah. But I'm happy to be here with you. I I love talking games, and it was cool to have a video game showcase right you see playstation it wasn't that hard yeah and they were Jeff even Keely there he does it all by himself it is he's <laughs> he's a one person thing, damn man he does the whole thing he he edits it he hosts it he yeah. even sings he was playing on the Absolutely. violin during the show uh-huh. uh-huh kyle i'm doing fantastic it has been a roller coaster of a day we streamed uh, our live reactions of Gamescom, and that's exactly what we're actually going to be really just talking the most about today, is a lot of things shown off at Gamescom. Like last week, truth be told, wasn't a lot of news, but y'all tuned in for it anyway. Thank y'all for clicking that, uh, click, click and listen or download or whatever you kids do nowadays. Um, but this show, all the news just happened hours ago. So we're digesting it. There's some breaking news, Hideo Kojima has hinted towards some things, which I'm very excited about. But nonetheless, we're not just talking about Gamescom. We're also going to be talking about how Destiny has finally brought crossplay to PlayStation and some really cool news coming out of EA in regards to some of uh, their accessi- accessibility patents uh, that they're letting everybody use, which is pretty rad. So with that said, we're also going to be talking about, and the big news here is Hideo Kojima hinting to a new state of play, and it's official, Horizon Zero Dawn has been delayed. And with that said, and with that all out of the way, before we square up the news, I want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. You guys help us out each and every week, uh, whether you just throw a buck our way. It's the reason why we look so nice. We sound so great is because of your patronage. Spoiler alert here, Kyle. Or not spoiler. Mm -hmm. Like a lifting of the veil that is this podcast. Today, I paid for the RSS feed that keeps the show running. It keeps the show afloat. All yeah. thanks to the generosity of these patrons oh, over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Thank you all so very much. With that said, I want to thank our patron producers. I want to thank our platinum producers, Todd Burowitz and Too Soon. Our gold patrons, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Crawford, Griffin West, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, Metal Kirby, and Robbie Bobby Miller. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Hide Indoors, Nakachaka, Marcus O'Neill. Oh. It's just right. JB the Purple Monkey, Jadas Vaughn Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Awesome Dave, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, and Mr. and Mr. Or sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. Thank you all so much for literally keeping the lights on each and every week. 
With that said, Kyle, we have a lot to talk about and a whole lot of time to actually get through it, but it's time to square up the news. First bit of news that needs to be squaring up is from Giovanni Colantonio over Digital Trends. The big announcements at Gamescom. The first one is Saints Row is getting a reboot. The Saints Row series is returning with a full-on reboot. Currently titled Saints Row, the game will be a slightly more grounded take on the Grand Theft Auto-esque crime game. It'll still feature plenty of humor and the wackiness that's core to the series. The debut trailer was filled with plenty of jokes and over-the-top stunts, though players shouldn't expect to go to hell this time around. Mm. It will launch in September, September, oh my god, not September, in (laughs) February 25th, 2022 for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC, made by the OG Dev Volition. So this is awesome. Jeff teased this, I think, a few nights ago. That Saints Row is getting a reboot. I love Saints Row, Kyle. Like, yeah, I, I think the the Saints Row Twitter account quote tweeted the opening night live thing with like the eyeballs. Yep, I saw that. Like, yeah, Saints Row is a fun franchise. Something I never dipped my toes in too much. Oh, really? No, not. Uh, it's. I, I think it was way too over the top. And okay. I think I the the one that I did play was three. Oh, okay. And yeah. was that the superhero one? Yes, kind of, sort of. Three had a lot of additions to it. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. I, I just didn't dig like uh, how floaty everything was. Fair. Yeah. I love Saints Row One. It's one of my favorite open world games of uh, of the seventh generation. Man, it's been a while, but I love it because that was a game that actually I owned before Grand Theft Auto, like officially mm-hmm. as a child, as a little boy, um, <laughs> and in a lot of ways, <laughs> a lot worse than GTA as well. But that said, loved uh, Saints Row 2, thought that game was incredible. It's my favorite in the series. And yeah, I fell off with uh, Saints Row 3 because it was too over the top for me. Like, you know, a very gentle spoiler, very early in. But like there's a scene where you walk in and it's, you know, a brothel, but very over the top. And Mm. you're using you know, sex toys to like kill people with. And I just felt that was, that was a little bit too much for me. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I remember working at GameStop at the time, Kyle, and one, the dad was buying this for his son. And I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, I don't think sir. And I described him like, he's like, it's nothing he hasn't seen at home already. And I'm okay. like, are you <laughs> what? What type of household are you? Those were my favorite interactions. Mom, moms and dads coming in to buy GTA for their kids. I'm like, hey, listen, I have to tell you this because of the the rating and whatever. Yeah. Before I get like, I legally have to tell you this. Yeah. Uh, also, like, don't let your kids play this game. Yeah, please. And then, like, he raised an eyebrow, but he still bought it for him. And th- the thing is, too, with these games, it's like, oh, running over people, fine. Killing, mass right? murdering, mm-hmm. excellent. Go mm-hmm. for it. But like you bring Drug references and everything. Yeah, totally cool. One sex device. And we <laughs> totally as a society melt down. Yeah. That said, though, this trailer looked outrageous in the best ways. Like the weaponry was just wacky. Like we're watching right now this rocket launcher that she's shooting like 18 different missiles mm-hmm. at this one guy. Um, the art style is reminiscent of Saints Row. It's not like a carbon copy. Love the colors. Yeah. And um, and the culture in this one. That said, um, it's in it, it's kind of based off like I would say Nevada, 
like that type of like uh, West Coast ish mm-hmm. vibe, but not so much LA, like in the deserts, at least it's feeling. Um, that said, Kyle, mm-hmm. I'm down for Saints Row. This one Absolutely. looked really great. It's the departure that I wanted to see from Saints Row, something that is more, again, wacky in in silly ways rather than mm-hmm. like let's just be dumb to be dumb but Absolutely. i really liked it this, this I, one has my i attention. really dug this trailer as well i think the humor that was in it i really dug mm-hmm. um and just like the whole set piece of this guy on, on a bike talking to this gang while his two buddies secretly just very quietly steal a car right behind them yeah um i just i just loved everything about it the humor the uh like i said the colors everything was bright and like neon-y and i dig that kind of color scheme um and i said uh while we were streaming before my internet decided to just like you know (laughs) act a fool yeah um i could go for a non-ubisoft open world game yeah and i'm really I'm I'm really hoping Saints Row hits, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it, it scratches that itch. Although we'll learn a little bit later, February is very stacked, <laughs> and Absolutely. I'm really worried that that might be a game that just falls behind, and I, and I miss completely, which yeah. is a bummer. But yeah, again, I I really liked it. it a CG trailer for the most part, but really it, it captured the vibe of what. I wanted Saints Row to be. There was a brief snippet of gameplay. Like, Kyle, if you blink, you literally missed it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't much to really gauge what this game's going to really feel like. Um, but yeah, that's Saints Row. I'm pretty psyched for it. That said, Kyle, did you were you because during the stream, your internet crapped out. Yeah. Were you able to get the trailer or watch the trailer? Of this next game we're about to talk yes, about. Yes, I did. Let's do it. Marvel's Midnight Suns is a new Avengers Tactics game. A new game set in the Marvel Comics universe. The trailer showed off tons of classic characters such as Wolverine, Iron Man, and Blade. It's being developed by Firaxis, which created the XCOM series. It's described as a tactics RPG, which lines up with rumors of the game's existence that surfaced around the time of E3 in June. It'll launch in March 2022, and a gameplay reveal is coming on September 1st. Kyle, this trailer looked, to me, in ways, it it felt kind of like a... A Capcom game, especially with sure, like the Metallica in the background, but it was like I mean, a cover l- band Metallica. Not, let's not be beat around the bush too too much longer. Yeah. This is what I hoped of the Avengers game was. Oh, really? The, the tone and everything, like the, all the characters and stuff, like that's kind of what I wish it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This it, it looks wild. So yeah, you, I, I saw Blade. I saw Captain Marvel, yeah, Wolverine jumping in. Ghost Rider, like to enter Sandman by Metallica, like a like a remix version of it. Oh my God! Yes, please. It looked wild, and yeah, to me, it'll just looking at Iron Man just just jump kick a a demon in the face. They're fighting Lilith. Um, It kind of felt like to me vibes of like Capcom, like you know Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. With for me, I actually kind of thought because there was rumors that NetherRealm was working on a Marvel Mm. game. I was like, wait, is this the Marvel like fighting thing that they're doing? But no, like this this game looks freaking awesome. Um, and it's it, by the XCOM devs, and I adore XCOM. I think XCOM is one of the best, yeah, franchises in games. I, I just love its concept of like permadeath, mm-hmm. very strategic. You gotta be on top of your A game if you want people to survive. Yeah, and and put that 
in with Marvel characters, put a status skin on it, and use like superhero powers and whatnot. Like, yes, please. Yeah. I, I and I believe they said I caught a little bit of after the trailer that you were playing a, a new original yes. character, I yes. believe. Um, and and that's kind of how they're going about that. And you get to like create that character the way you see fit, I mm-hmm. believe. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm super in September 1st is right around the corner. So I'm very excited to see gameplay, whether it's going to be traditional XCOM, like yeah. up above in the sky and, and like grid based movement or I, really I hope, assume so. I really hope it's just yeah. like an unapologetically like absolutely Marvel, you know, you know, XCOM with a Marvel skin on absolutely it type yeah. of deal. Um, because XCOM is a great franchise. It's one of the best strategy games out there that doesn't get enough love strictly because it's a strategy game. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm really loving with Marvel so far is they're doing unique things. Like they're not just like, give me an Iron Man game. Give me a yeah. Captain you know, America game. Mm-hmm. Third person over the shoulder. Because they've tried that's that. That's it. Right. Been and like. And they'll give you your 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 story driven experiences or open world games with you know that of uh, of Spider Man. They'll give you you know your looter shooter that is uh, Marvel Avengers. And now again, seeing them branch out, that's really exciting to see. I don't know, or I would really like to. I, I'd like to see how they tackle permadeath, or if they even have it in this series. Like maybe you have to resurrect like Wolverine or something. Yeah, but right. that would be. That would be absolutely wild. What, what would the, that version this. be? Like, they get sent to another universe? Like, Doctor Strange, like, has to, like, right? rip someone out. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely interesting, for sure. Very interesting. Also, cool that they're fighting, like, Lilith instead of, like, here's, uh, here's Thanos again type of deal. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something different. They're not just fighting, like, Mephisto or whatever. It's something, yeah, something unique. And, and give, give Blade more screen time, please. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Kyle, you know what doesn't need any more screen time? What? The next game we're going to talk about very briefly. Yeah, Call of Duty Vanguard gameplay debuts. It was a trailer that existed. And um, I wanted to rip out this this little, uh, and I want to see if I can't get it on screen. Uh, most of it. Um, one of our, you know, we asked people, I was like, should we, should we cover, how do we cover Activision stuff and Blizzard stuff and really wanting to get the temperature in the room if, you know, because we don't feel particularly comfortable covering them anymore. Um, we have a five-star review in coming from Double O Phoenix over at Apple Podcasts. You could rate us two five stars and we read them out there on the show like this one. They go, great pro- podcast. I really appreciate these podcasts. I'm relatively, uh, I'm a relatively new listener. But the integrity and chemistry of the hosts are a breath of fresh air in the field of gaming podcasts. Taking a strong stance against Act—oh, sorry, Activision Blizzard is great. Also, regarding the discussion of boycotting, hurting, or, or hurting the little people, there will always be collateral damage. We still need to stay the course. If we don't hurt their pockets, they will keep acting the same despite the firings. Keep up the great work. Uh, thank you, Double O, for the five-star review. And honestly, I, I I really took that into great consideration when covering, you know, or not covering literally some of the biggest games yeah. um, this year. And again, this is this is a... This is a test. This is the canary in the coal mine of of how we should, and we're learning as we deal with companies and 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 corporations 
like mm-hmm. this. So I really appreciate that comment. It really meant a lot to me because, as you know, still conflicted on it. So yeah. that said, Kyle, anything you'd like to add? You want to get to the next? Uh, uh, just like I, I know there are going to be people like, you know, you should cover it because it's a big game and yeah. whatnot. And believe me, I, I would love to experience this story because it's got Laura Bailey in it. And I absolutely adore Laura Bailey. Right. I know uh, Alexa Ray and uh, Belinda Garcia mm-hmm. both wrote for this story. Sure. And I, I, I do want to support them. But whatever bit of comfort that we got last week and things that we thought were going the right way completely erased with some of the new news and, and whatnot. So like right. it's uh it's a tough battle for sure. Yeah. But um stay the course, yeah. Kyle. Stay the, stay, course. the course. stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. Here's the thing. The next one though, I, I feel I feel in the force it's gonna be a good one. Okay, because I was a little worried during the, the live react because you were like not as hyped as I was. I was like, oh, oh no see <laughs> I, mistake. I will, afterwards, afterwards, we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga finally reappears. After being indefinitely delayed earlier this year, we finally got a look at Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. A new trailer showed several iconic locations and characters from the Star Wars series. The game doesn't have a firm release date, but it's now scheduled to launch in spring 2022 for consoles and, B- and PC. See, and I, as I'm trying to find the Lego Star Wars stuff in this YouTube video, because I'm trying to be thoughtful of the people that watch the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I'm going to give up. I'm going to just put Age of Empires here. Kyle, <laughs> you mistake my lack of hype for getting fucking emotional. No, I figured <laughs> And I'm sorry for the cuts, much. but I have to. I figured as much. Yeah, I get... The music alone makes me swell. Yeah, it gave me goosebumps. And not sure. in the ooh, ooh, swell, but like in the in the emotions factory. <laughs> Apologize for saying the F word, but then an innuendo is totally fine. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> it was followed up by a funny sound. Put um, that lightsaber away, sir. <laughs> sorry. No, I this was awesome. Uh, I love the Lego Star Wars games. And when I say love, let me back up a little bit. I appreciate them. Because for me, I'm not, you'll see my trophy list. I'm not a particularly huge partake, a partaker in the Lego Star Wars games, but I know that they get kids into these, these franchises and Star Wars is so important to me. The new camera angle, that's probably what's going to get me in here. This looks way more action adventure open world than what we typically see from Lego. So this had me, this had me hyped. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm super excited to see what this new engine uh, feels like to play. Because if you've played a Lego game in the past, they all are pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, very much. It looks like you're looking in a shadow box, like a diorama, as they're playing throughout the le- levels and whatnot. And like Marvel superheroes on PS4, um, changed that a little bit where it was like open worlds and you were going through the city, and that was super fun. One of the best Lego games, in my opinion. But it's good to see that they know that the engine needs a little bit of updating to keep up with the times and mm-hmm. the over the shoulder kind of like third person thing. I'm super excited to like do Lego lightsaber battles and, yeah. and how well that's going to feel and sound and whatnot. And of course, the typical uh, Lego humor was yeah. there as well. And it it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I really I, again, I got a fondness for these games. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be pick, picking this up. I know Jedi Master Run, given his name. Um 
this was his his like most anticipated game this year. Mm-hmm. Looks like we gotta wait a little longer, right? A little bit. But yeah, it looks like it's gonna be worth it. No, I I don't hear any of the original voice actors, but they're pretty darn close. So mm-hmm. yeah, I dug it. Kyle, <laughs> they they decided to close the show. <sighs> They decided no, to close the show I, weird. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's weird that Jeff Keighley is in the Muppets Haunted Mansion thing. That's, uh, <laughs> what a closer. You're right. You're right. What was, what was I thinking? That's really how he ended it. No. That was the one more thing moment. <sighs> Watch me in the Muppets, Jeff. We that love was, you, Come on. Okay, real talk. The one more thing you expect. Like, I was I was really in, the, in, in my heart of hearts, Kyle. I was expecting them to go. And here's really what a bandit is. Yes, I absolutely thought like follow up uh, Death Stranding with Kojima to an abandoned thing. I think that would have been perfect, like tongue in cheek kind of. Because Jeff's all about the zeitgeist. He he's all about he, is. he's all about what's the pulse of the gaming. I mean, we saw industry, what, let Summer me play Game with it. Fest. He opened up with Elden Ring. He's like, listen, take me out of Reddit jail. Yeah. Like. Like I he, did it. Leave, let me out. It's like he's on top of it. He knows what is, yeah. what's going on. So like for him not to do this, it's again still strange to me. I will die on this hill that it's it's still strange. That said, it's more Hideo Kojima. Uh, yeah. So so basically, uh, Death Stranding, um, got an extended look at all the new things that were added. The buddy bot. The let me, let me let me just cut you off for a second. There is yeah. that Jiminy in the back? Oh yeah! By the way, uh, friends of the the show, um, Jiminy is back, and you might be saying to yourself, "Who's Jiminy?" Yeah. Uh, where I live, we have a cricket problem, <laughs> and every now and again, there'll be a cricket that makes its way down here. Yeah. And uh, Jiminy just showed up the other day, yeah. uh, to the point where I know where they're coming in. Oh, so right above here, you might see this little curtain right here. Uh-huh. That's the window outside. Okay. They're coming in through that window. Oh, wow. The fight continues. And uh, I, I need to have words with Jiminy. Jiminy can go <laughs> F right off. I'm <laughs> sick and tired of him. Don't want him here. But anyway, Jiminy is yeah. not in Death Stranding. No. Scott. I'd love but, him to be that. <laughs> uh, buddy bots uh, with little legs that can carry packages. Uh, uh, thrusters, are, which are really cool. To, like You can jump off and... Maneuver your way down like Iron Man. Yeah. Um, there's a race car circuit. There's firing ranges with some cool new weapons. Um, new story stuff that looks very Metal Gear stealthy in caves and whatnot. I really dig the environments there. But Same. it is uh, pretty much Death Stranding, which is not a bad thing because I love Death Stranding. Joe loves yeah. Death Stranding. That won our game of the year, 2019. 100% did. And 100% earned because it was my first Kojima game. I yeah. need to always preface this because, like, some some shows, you know, oh, you're a PlayStation show, so you have to, like, this, this, that. Yeah. I n- am genuinely not psyched about Kojima stuff. Never been a huge fan. I tried Snake Eater. Was it for me? I've watched, uh, what was it, Guns of the Patriots. Yeah. My, my brother played it. It was cool. But never was my type of, my type of you know, game creator. That said... Now the race that. cars are in the I back. heard that. Jiminy and the race cars make an appearance? <laughs> My goodness. Um, so preface with Death Stranding, I love the gameplay. I'm confused by the story, but it's still impactful in, in, in unique ways. Um, that said, 
I I'm not sold on this director's cut for me. I'm okay. I'm not going to be picking it up day one, just because I put sixty hours into Death Stranding. So mm-hmm. I feel like I've played what I could play. Though I I did say this on stream. If it goes on sale, sure. If I see it for twenty bucks one day, fine. But I don't think this is the thing I'm 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 coming back to this world. But do you think it's gonna breathe a a new life into the series? Um, I don't know about new life. I okay. I, I do I do think it will help the holiday on PS5 because there is no Horizon. And uh, another like yeah. first per first not first party but like a a Sony exclusive kind of thing uh, to to have in that lineup where you pick up your PS5 pick up what is one of the biggest games on PlayStation in the last couple of years I do think it'll help a little bit that way but I don't think for people who are um, looking for the latest and greatest and stuff like that I don't know if it'll move their needle too much. Mm. Because I, I feel like there's already a lot of things in September that they can go play instead of like another older game that's getting a re-release kind of thing. Yeah, fair enough. I do want to preface this. This is like the episode of the background noises. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you don't. Do you hear anything on my end? No. Not okay. Sure. My computer, because I was like, is someone using a blender downstairs? Uh-oh. That's my computer and now I'm alarmed. Uh-oh. <laughs> so if this episode literally blows up, my apologies. That said, Kyle. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm. <laughs> I kind of lost track. I don't know if. I, I mean, this game's gonna be fifty bucks, so I think that is gonna help it a little bit. But I just don't know if it didn't work the first time. Sure. Is it just simply putting more action into the game that's gonna get people to to buy it? I think people are going to buy it regardless because it's Kojima. Sure. And like, like you mentioned it before of not being the biggest Kojima fan, the people who are fans of Kojima will buy every re-release and every, and there's, <laughs> there's tons of sure. them. So they, it could have just been the base game with, you know, 4k 60 frames sure. and the haptic feedback in the dual sense and stuff. And, and people would have eaten it up myself included, but getting all these cool new things to help you with the cargo, I think are going to add a lot of different variety to it. I'm excited for those new environments. They do look super cool. And, um, I definitely need to get the platinum in it because that is true, but it's a very grindy platinum. That's the other, it's like, it is, <sighs> but like, I'm, there's something about I. It's weird. Whenever I talk about this training, I love it, mm-hmm. and there's something about it. But it's hard to explain why I love it so much because it pretty much you're basically just walking around, yeah, and delivering things. Yeah, it, it's it's the my least favorite part of Animal Crossing, honestly. <laughs> but, and, but I love it, it here. in here. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. Like when you were like, oh man, that trek. Like oh, you were like yes. reminiscing about it when you're looking about the it. Trek the trek home. And then yeah. re- remembering like all the musical hits, like when mm-hmm. you're wandering this vast landscape and the music choices and it just makes you emotional. It's yeah. really odd. Like with the, with the snow, I was like, Oh man, I wonder how the, the haptics are going to work there. I wonder how the adaptive triggers are going to work in certain areas. Like with the little robot with the legs that <laughs> has no arms. It always makes me laugh. Yep, the buddy your, bot. I think your buddy called. bot, right? Like you the thing that holds your cargo. Like when you're sitting on it and you're traveling on it, it's like, I wonder how 
that's going to work with with the dual sounds. Like that's the thing that excites me the most because Kojima is that type of guy that's going to utilize those things to their fullest and Absolutely. to their weirdest and discover things with them that other creators are going to use. So yeah. overall, uh, though I'm not like over the moon, I think 50 bucks, I think with the PlayStation 5 audience, I think, yeah, people are hungry for new mm-hmm. games. This may have a chance to do to do the numbers that PlayStation, I think, wanted it to do in the first place. Absolutely. That said, the next game, Kyle. Well, before we get to the next oh, game. Sorry, yes. Uh, something that Kojima tweeted out to, uh, oh, a few minutes ago. Oh, thank you. I almost forgot. Yes. Um, which is very Kojima-esque. I, I want to make sure this is actually Kojima because I feel like. Let me see. Yeah, it 100% is. Okay. Um, Kojima re- tweeted out, we're recording this at 8.39 at 8.30 p.m. August 25th, he tweeted, Good morning. Not the same as the final trailer I edited, but it's a gameplay video edited by the, quote, cool video team, unquote, at <laughs> Kojima Japan Productions. It shows the differences between the original version and the director's cut version, PS5, in an easy-to-understand way. And then he finishes off the tweet with, Final trailer coming in early September? Question mark? Ooh. What does that mean, early September? Is this the state of play that we've been banging the drum on Kyle. So we're finally I, getting something here. I feel like maybe we're just thirsty for a yeah. state of play. But I've, I parched. feel like it has to. Where where else is this final trailer going to come out? Exactly. Is they're just going to drop it on the YouTube channel? No, that's not how Kojima does things. Yeah. I, I I feel like we get the final trailer in early September. Uh, another game that we mm-hmm. already talked about, the Marvel's XCOM game. Gameplay right. at September 1st. Right. That's early September. And, and PlayStation did just tweet out about the Marvel game uh, maybe a half hour ago, 40 minutes ago. Okay. So, like, things are lining up. And uh, all the rumors that we've been hearing of a state of play coming some point in September, it just it just makes too much sense. But, again, it could just be me lusting over a state of play. I, and, and also just how – yeah, I, I told you, Kyle, before the show, and I'll tell you here now, something's happening over there. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't have my ear to the ground as much as I want to over there. PlayStation's not talking. They're very silent. And I've never seen I've never seen PlayStation this silent. <laughs> I've never seen a a a company that has launched a new piece of tech uh or entertainment this this quiet. Mm-hmm. Um so it's not to say like I'm alarmed. Or, or, you know, scared about the future of PlayStation. To me, I, I want to preface that this is the effects of, you know, the the global position that we find ourselves in. That's what that's that's what I I feel is is the thing. There's no like, you know, Jim Jim Ryan is a, a mean old man. And, yeah, uh, and he's 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 ruining PlayStation or what I have think, you. Yeah, I think but. part of that rumor that leads to that is like they were waiting on FF16. Right. They were waiting on that team to make something for the state of play. Yeah. Um. So they they're waiting on these teams to to give them some things in order to make a w- worthwhile show. And you can't. And and to me, you, uh, you know, I I made a tweet about Halo's release date and Horizons, and I ended it going. I appreciate these teams working so hard on these games and I wanted to put in the middle of a global panorama 
And it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication and a lot of moving parts. So, yeah, I, I think this is I, I think what Hideo is alluding to is a state of play. I'm just wondering how big it is. Sure. And how loud it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a disruptive show or is it going to be a somewhat subdued? Because I was even thinking the Call of Duty trailer was going to be or gameplay trailer was going to be at the state of play. Yeah. I really yeah. thought that. And it's not there. And hearing, yeah, how not to say disheveled, but how teams are really busting their butt to put out content, I really do appreciate or it makes me appreciate more of these Jeff Keighley shows, what Xbox done, though they haven't really hit for me, or the latest one didn't hit for me. You know, Nintendo, mm-hmm. all of them. I, I appreciate them a whole lot because that's a whole lot of production, a lot of moving parts. And yeah, I I just want it to be a, a big celebration because I think the PlayStation 5 is worth celebrating. It's a fantastic system. It is the thing that has shown me what next gen is. It is the games right now that are on my, you know, quote unquote game of the year list are those PlayStation exclusives. Um, I love my dual sense. I love those fast loads, all those things. I want PlayStation to celebrate that with us and not just sell us it, if that makes any sense. So that's a bit of my frustration. But Kyle, I get told a lot. I get told almost every week, I'm too nice to Xbox. I should just make an Xbox show. Darn you, Joe. How dare you? Right? And I thought, you know what? Everybody's making an Xbox show. So I'm going to do the gosh darn same. Introducing a new segment, a new official segment. Oh, no. We're (laughs) introducing the Achievement Hall, an Xbox podcast within a PlayStation podcast made for the higher achievements. And just like every Xbox podcast, I need to just make everybody know the Xbox Game Pass is the best deal in gaming. It's the only way to play your games. If you play them any other way, what are you doing? Also, Phil Spencer, he smells nice. Lavender. He smells like, uh-huh. li- like, like li- uh, what is it? Uh, lilac uh, and gooseberries. There you go. <laughs> All right. This man, no musk to him other than just pure gorgeousness. After a full year of waiting, Halo Infinite is finally coming. The game is scheduled to launch on December 8th for PC, Xbox One, Series X, and S. Kyle? Joe? How many times on an episode of this show I say, Halo means a lot to me? It does. A lot, yeah. I love Halo. I love those devs, 343. You've had a tumultuous journey. Seven years making this gosh dang game. Finally coming to fruition. Without a co-op, without a forge mode, everybody was yelling at him a few days ago. What I just said, developers in the middle of a global panorama, hundreds of folks working in collaboration together to make the thing that you love, the world you're going to get lost in, the maps you're going to play with your friends, those bonding moments, people that you'll find, strangers you'll meet, that you'll be your closest buddies. That's what people like 343 are doing. And so when I hear people throw shade at them because it doesn't have a cooperative mode, shame on you. You have no idea how this thing works. Mm -hmm. You have no idea whatsoever. Stop harassing developers. Even if it's just a 343, 
you know, thumbs down emoji. Stop it. Knock it off. You don't have any talent compared to what they have in, in their little finger. Stop being mean to developers. They're working so hard. I really, really hate the conversation about Halo because it's it's a lot of people going for the clicks. But the CG trailer showed us some really cool stuff, some really cool characters. I'm on board here. They announced a special edition Xbox Series X, um, which in retrospect doesn't look that great. And oh. they then had a Xbox Elite Series 2 controller that is the colors of the Master Chief. And I bought it. Of course you did. How Without you hesitation. Not? How can you not? In the middle of where I was supposed to be streaming, I'm like, where's my credit card? <laughs> What's the and I code? knew, I knew you. You finally got the the link because you suddenly got real quiet. I'm like yeah. talking to you, and nothing's happening. <laughs> and I'm like, uh huh, yeah, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah uh <-huh>, sure. <laughs> so again, congratulations to this team. I Future really hope congrats. it goes well. Um, yeah, please be, please treat developers with respect, people in general. But just these people are, are making stuff, yeah. man. They're making art. Respect exactly. them. Um, also, Joe, just for you, did you know yeah. that there is a Steelbook edition of Halo Infinite as well? Yes, but it doesn't also look good either. It's not a good Steelbook. Okay. I just That's know as a Steelbook steel book person. I know. Okay, it's a lazy sure Steelbook. You know. It's just the match. It's like the same promo art we've seen them before. Yeah, yeah. I got you. That, gotcha. that doesn't wow me. You got to really blow my socks off with some of these designs. You got to make me spend extra money on that. Yeah. That said, Kyle, that's been the Achievement Hall. I don't know how to end this segment, but... um. Keep doing Xbox stuff. <laughs> I was also trying to think of what to do, and nothing nothing came to my mind. All right, Kyle. Let's get back to this PlayStation show we call the Absolutely. Trophy Room. I, I um, feel disgusting wait, wasting a minute on that big, dumb, what's it, a router-looking box called an Xbox? What does that even mean, right, Kyle? I, you're you're speaking a different language to me right now. Uh, the uh, one of the other big things from this Gamescom opening night live show is Horizon Forbidden West is delayed. Mm -hmm. While Halo Infinite got a 2021 release date, Horizon Forbidden West has been delayed. The open world game will now launch on February 18th, 2022. All right, it's officially happened. Funny because during the stream, I'm like, all right, listen, we haven't seen Horizon at this point. It ain't coming out. And yeah. literally five minutes later, Horizon ain't coming out. Mm -hmm. um, that said, this is some news. Famous Seamus writes in, Will Forbidden West now being released to next February hurt Sony during this holiday season? Kyle, hmm. is this going to actually hurt Sony in the long run? No. Why not? Uh, because everyone's still buying PlayStation 5s whenever the links go up they're gone instantly i i don't think it's going to hurt them that's not what my twitter's saying kyle well you're you need to you get on the right side of twitter the logical less uh fearful side of twitter okay. and come join me because it's uh <laughs> playstation's totally fine the first one uh -oh, that's what came it, that's out what... in february uh -oh. like it's going to be totally cool and fine there's plenty of things to play on your playstation this I'm holiday season out. while i am super bummed i would have loved to play horizon early or, or this year, um, I'll take it. The fact that they have a date, again, this global picnic basket that we're all in, <laughs> it needs to uh, good one. 
<laughs> it like they need to take their time and, <laughs> and make sure everyone's safe and healthy. I have no doubt it's going to be great. But I PlayStation's not hurting. No. no, I saw one person like um, I'm not going to name names so that like people could throw shade at this person, but they're like, oh, you know, it's it's strange that PlayStation won't have a game this holiday, but Xbox will have their flagship game out there, and I'm like. This is why is this why is it suddenly dawning on people that PlayStation usually does not have a big AAA game, first party game of theirs in the holiday season? Mm-hmm. They always do this. They've done it. I mean, just take a look at the year one, two, three, four of the PlayStation 4. They always do this. It's not until you see Spider Man come out in September where that's quote-unquote a holiday game. Mm-hmm. It's not until we see Death Stranding somewhere in November that's a holiday game. Um, there's been exceptions to the rule, like when they launch a console, you'd like to know that there's some games out there. I don't get this narrative that Sony needs to have a game on this date or else everything explodes. And I think this is a narrative driven up by like fanboy people to yell at each other about, because real talk, Xbox hasn't had a a, a mind blowing first party exclusive exclusive this whole year. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get to 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 Halo or AAA exclusive whole year, and we're gonna get to Halo, and that's really the thing that's gonna kick it off. And I'm not here kicking and screaming, going Xbox, whatever. It's because they're still selling amazingly. I think there's yeah. this narrative that one needs to be first, one needs to be second, and second means last. Like I have no doubt in my mind. Xbox will probably outsell PlayStation in November, December. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely will. But at the same exact time, you know, look at they've made limited edition consoles for Halo. At the same exact time for Halo, that is on Xbox One, PC. And I'm talking Xbox One all the way back eight years ago, Xbox. It's it's for your One X, it's for your One S, S, X, PC. A lot of game, a lot, a lot yeah. of codes for that game. Uh, so yeah, like... I don't see the big panic. I just see PlayStation continuing the strategy of let's make these awesome marketing deals that we're again, already seeing into the holiday season. And let's have those games. Sorry. uh, Keep, keep the momentum. I almost dropped my pen on the floor. Keep the momentum. So to me, it's just PlayStation doing a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I while you were while you were talking about that, I looked up like the exclusives for PS4 in the last couple of years, and the only game that released around holiday time, the traditional holiday time, was Death Stranding in 2019. Everything the 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 one before that, or the game, uh, the games before that have always been September or March and April or, or February. Like they re- release them earlier in the year because in their minds, and I honestly think it's a smart way to go about it mm. let their third party support carry the holiday season and then after the holidays are up then you get the big exclusives throughout yeah. the entire year yeah. so then holiday time once you sell all of your major first party games to the diehard fan base that are going to buy it day one holiday time comes around that's when it'll be a little bit discounted and more yeah. people will buy and then they'll buy more games for the system yeah. it just makes it makes perfect sense and I feel like a lot of people are also forgetting like Deathloop is the PlayStation game this holiday season in September. Yeah. It is a exclusive to PlayStation five for a year. 
Mm-hmm. It's theirs. So they're going to ride that for the holiday. And in addition to like Kana and NBA and um, uh, there's another one uh, like Far Cry and stuff like that. They are going to lean on these to be like, hey, come play in our system, play these games. Yeah. And we have our major big gun horizon in a few months. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I, 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 can't, I, I keep stressing this. If that's the time they need, that's the time they need. Yeah. I don't want anybody getting sick, risking their life or whatever, just for a video game. This is fine. This is I'm gonna have fun with Kina and Deathloop come yeah. September. I yeah. can't wait. Games are great. We got a lot to play. Settle down. Settle down. Set, settle down. Some flash news. Sifu yeah. launching February twenty second. A new teaser for Lost Judgment debuted. A Jet the Far Shore coming out. On October 5th for PS4 and PS5. Uh, here's a bummer. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge is a Switch and PC game. No mention of, of PlayStation in there. It's a bit of a bummer. That is uh, that is the ultimate bummer. We get a look at Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, uh, the next jungle-themed in-game event. And we end it with Famous Seamus, his question. Yet again, a twofer this week. What was your favorite part of Gamescom opening night live? What was your favorite part, Kyle? Um, also, don't forget, Morgana is in Super Monkey Ball. Oh, sorry. Morgana, <laughs> the cat from Persona 5? Yes. There you go. Nailed it. There you go. Uh, favorite part? Man. I don't know. Like, there were there were a lot of games that really piqued my interest. Yeah. Um, Can I say it? I like this show. A lot of people online yeah, because it's the it internet, they yelling. No, it was a good show. Was it too long? Sure. Yeah. Was there some things they could have cut out? Absolutely. Yeah. But overall, like, I really dug the Marvel. Like, every highlight yeah. was was the highlight here. Like, Marvel Midnight Suns looks great. Saints Row looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, except for Call of Duty. Like, a Star Wars is Star Wars, so just pump it into my veins. So, uh, like, for me, it was yeah. a good showing. And some of the the smaller stuff I thought looked super cool, like that Cult of the Lamb mm-hmm. uh, Devolver game looked bonkers. Um, no, no Kev or Do Kev or something. Do, like that? Do Kev, yeah, that's it. When you think, when you ask a kid, like, "Hey, what do you want to do in a video game?" Yeah. It seems like that game Do Kev is that game. It's like everything: the jetpacks, there's giant hammers, there's. Uh, big panda bears with with a, a, with a sledgehammer gloves. and some yeah. boxing gloves. It's like it looks so cute. Has no right to be as gorgeous as that game is. Yeah. Uh, but like, there those are like the things I love about these are games that I never saw coming, and being super impressed by. There was a lot of great things here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, again, I really like this event. Maybe I'm I'm crazy, but one of the ones I do want to shout out is Cult of the Lamb, which is a roguelike. Yep. Uh, a roguelite, which is just getting its debut here. Like this genre is really shining this year with you got Returnal, Hades, and now Cult of the Lamb. Um, and I think Curse of the Old Gods, right? Or Dead Gods, whatever. Um, Cult of the Lamb looks great. It looks like a little chibi adventure with some t- like type of like stylings that seem a little f- familiar to like Binding of Isaac. Uh, Ooh, the th- and the thing is, you're making a cult and your cult is worshiping you. These little cute little chibi things. It's like it's like that one episode of South Park with the animals in the forest, and you think they're so cute, but they're the all Christmas sat- episode? Yeah, they're all satanic worshippers. 
Yes. No, they have blood sacrifices, you should say, in that show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that looked that that looked actually a, a ton of fun. And any game that has a good dodge, I'm all about that life. Absolutely. So yeah, that was Gamescom. That was quite a large segment, and I think we really we hit it out of the park here, Kyle. Mm-hmm. But now let's get into some feel good. Real quick. News. Yeah. Can we start with February? Games. Yeah. There's a week. Yeah. Of Horizon, Sifu, Saints Row, all within four four days of each other, or something like that. Yeah, there are more weeks in the year in, in February, that. March. Just like, come on, please have a meeting. Please <laughs> talk about it. Put the games away from Horizon. One, please. my wallet can't handle that. Yes. Two, my I don't have the time. <laughs> yes. Like, please, that's that's it. February please. is I going to be jam packed. Yeah. Uh, but back to the feel-good story of the week. Megan, oh boy, Farrakh Manesh. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. I almost Megan. forgot. It wasn't in the notes. Um, and apologies for the for the butchering of your name, miss. But uh, Horizon. Um, oh, 60 frame per second patch. There you go. Live today. Yep. Um, I played a little bit of it. One. Yeah. Gotta love that game so much. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, Megan, so sorry for mispronouncing your last name. But from Axios writes, EA pushes for more accessible games for players with disabilities. Electronic Arts will give other developers access to its accessibility patents and technology as part of a new initiative to make video games more inclusive for players with, di- with disabilities. Attitudes toward accessibility in video games have shifted in a more positive direction over the last decade. But that work needs to be ongoing. EA's patent pledge includes five patents that are, quote, designed to help players with vision, speaking, hearing, and cognitive disabilities, end quote. This includes Apex Legends' ping system, which lets players communicate using audio and visual commands instead of voice. Other patents address issues around colorblindness by detecting and modifying colors in games like the Madden NFL and FIFA franchises, as well as help players with hearing difficulties adjust their audio preferences. What they're saying, quote, Our accessibility team has long been committed to breaking down barriers within our video games, but we realize that to me that back up Kyle, but we realize that to drive meaningful change, we need to work together as an industry to do better for our players End quote EVP, a positive play commercial and marketing. Chris Bruzo said in a prepared statement, the big picture though, the uh, through EA sharing its knowledge with competitors, more developers can plan features at a game's conception. This is really cool because we saw, you know, companies like WB actually straight up patent things in games like the, uh, what is it, the Nemesis system, right? And with games like Apex, we often talk about how awesome things like the ping system are. And to see EA, in a way, part with their own tech just to Mm -hmm. make games easier for more people is something really awesome. And... We can nitpick this by saying, listen, EA wasn't going to make any real money off these things. This is just something to, you know, make you feel good. But it did. made me feel good. And to me, it's like we keep on knocking how, quote unquote, evil EA is. But they're really doing some really cool stuff. At the same time, there are a corporation here to take your money. But I like these steps that they're making to make sure more people are playing games. That's the most important thing here. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, anything else you want to say there, or should we move on to the next big story? <clears throat> Just that I'm I'm really happy to see 
people taking accessibility seriously. Yeah. And, and even during opening night live, uh, the showcase today, there was a whole section of from the people over at Can I Play That? Yeah. And the initiative of, of making sure people with disabilities uh, have a place to go and see if they can play these games. Like, yeah. I, I, it's super important. Uh, we here at the Trophy Room and people who play on PlayStation are kind of uh, lucky enough that most of first party stuff have great accessibility. I think of Last of Us Part Two. I think of Ratchet and Clank. I think of Ghost of Tsushima. There's some really great accessibility things in there that I hope other people have a chance to put in their thing. Um, And EA leading that charge, I think is fantastic. Yeah. Awesome news. Keep up the great work and let's get, let's make it easier for people to play games. Please. Please. Yeah. That said, Uh, we have a massive story about destiny and destiny Two. A lot of good stuff happening here. Paul Tassie over at Forbes writes, everything revealed in Destiny 2's massive Witch Queen season of the Lost Stream. The showcase was a combination of Bungie's appreciation for the community, information about its next expansion, the Witch Queen, which launches on February 22nd. That's the other February thing. Uh, and its next season, Season of the Launch of the Lost, which launches today. The next expansion, the Witch Queen, naturally stars Savathun, as the villain. Sorry if I butchered your name, which you you mean. The main storyline here is that there are now Guardian Hive, which have the ability to wield the light and have arc, solar, and void subclasses and enemy types types that appear to mirror titans, warlocks, and hunters. Not sure how many new units there will be to fight in total, but one aspect of combat showed our Guardian crushing an enemy ghost in their palm. The new zone being added is not the swamp is not the swamps of old Chicago like many, including myself. That's the the writer uh, predicted, and instead we are heading to the also swampy landscape of Savathun's throne world. A fully new weapon type was revealed: a first person energy weapon called the Glaive, which fires energy blasts and can whack and stab people. This was used to introduce the upcoming content of weapon crafting, which will have players using a weapon in combat over time to upgrade it. We didn't see the system in action, but they said that all the new Witch Queen weapons will be crafted and old ones will join the system too. The Witch Queen is confirmed to have a raid, but it was not shown. The deluxe edition of the Witch Queen will give players two extra dungeons. And in my words, you get a cool evil ghost guy statue. (laughs) And I want it. I want it right now. <laughs> can, I, can I say? And I'm yeah. going to curse again. So Earthy Cheese's mom, please bear her ears. Skip literally 15 seconds. Um, I like that. They have, they have a little like skip 15 seconds thing on apps. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. They had me at fuck racism. I really love that. They took time out of their day to say, hey, listen, our employees, they matter. I like that culture. That's amazing. That's cool. That's that's very different from what we've seen from other companies, Activision Blizzard. Yeah. So it's really awesome. Uh, I I love that. Thank God they got out of that, right? <sighs> and they Thank even God. talk about the divorce and being freed, I think they said. I didn't get to watch this yet, so I'm, I'm glad Dude. that they were very open and and you can see how much they love each other. Yeah. Kind of thing. And how much they love this game and appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um on board just when they were like oh there's guardian hive so there's hive with your powers and i've and we'll get to this question in a sec but like i've been out of the game so for so long that was the thing that got me back in i'm like Mm -hmm. i want to see how that 
that works. So I'm I'm totally back in here. And that said, they have a new season of the Lost. So take it away. Yeah, Kyle. season of the Lost crossplay is live on all platforms. The showcase then continues with a brand new premium event for Destiny Two. It is called the Bungie 30th Anniversary Pack, and will cost you twenty four ninety nine. What you get for this purchase is access to a new three-player dungeon set in the Cosmodrome's infamous loot cave, where you can earn and unlock, quote, weapons inspired by past Bungie worlds, end quote. Successful runs through the dungeon will also unlock a new armor part of the Thorn set. In addition, you will get new ornamentation sets based on Bungie's Marathon series and a Bungie streetwear look for all three classes. But the biggest draw by far is the pack granting you one of the most iconic weapons in Destiny. You will get the Galahorn. It's exotic catalyst and a brand new ornament for the weapon all at once. Dude. Okay. There's some things I like. There's some things I don't like. I understand. Listen, that's a lot of content. So yeah, they're going to charge you for it. Fine. I'm fine with that. Um, having it set in the infamous loot cave in destiny, destiny one players will know this. That's how I got Galahorn actually <laughs> was through that loot cave. Cause the loot in the game was so, so grindy. And this was just a, Real great way of cheesing the game to get. That's some why really I stopped gear. Destiny One. I didn't play a whole lot of it because yeah. I just was not fulfilled by that grind. Absolutely. That I am worried that they're just going to give you weapons, but I know that they do that with every like expansion. They're like, here's an exotic. So I don't know how useful Gallahorn's going to be this sure. time around, but yeah, awesome to see it back. Too soon, writes in. Hey guys, with the news or. Destiny, uh, sorry, with the news of Destiny 2 content being released, a lot of positive feedback as well. I really want to go back having played so much Destiny in the past, but the only thing that stops me is the thought of how much content I have to catch up on. Are there any ways for you to tackle heading back to games uh, of service after spending some time away? That's <laughs> That's a great point because... I tried to go back to Horizon, Kyle. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing here? Yeah. You have to relearn everything. Exactly. So for me, uh, I I get this fear as well too soon. Absolutely. Same. Because I'm like, yeah, I I feel like I need a a good Sherpa to get me through that game. That that is why when I was on Odell Harmon's uh, podcast, I believe it's called Crosstalk. Is that Mm -hmm. his full circle show? Full Circle, thank you. Um, when I was on Full Circle, Odell Harmon show, he was like, hey, are we are we going to dive into Final Fantasy XIV? I was like, no, because there's <laughs> so much there so much. that I don't know if I can wrap my head around tackling it at all. Yeah. all. And that's the same thing with like Destiny 2. When Destiny 2 came out, I played a shit ton of Destiny 2. Yeah. I, I, I beat that whole campaign. I grinded for a while. I was having a great time. And then something just came up and I was like, you know what? I'm done and haven't touched any of the expansions or anything. Same. But that was Destiny 2 was what, 2018? Yep. Three years ago. There was a <laughs> lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I've, I've to this day have yet to ever attempt a raid. In Destiny. Oh, really? I've so- never once attempted because I always played by myself. Okay. Um, uh, we need to give this a go. I've so done. I- I want to watch this yeah. just to like, cause I know so many of our friends are super hyped about this. I yeah. see the love. It feels like I, I do have that itch to play again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am so down to get lost in, in some destiny. Yeah. Uh, especially with like this holiday season being a little bit more open. Yeah. 
it might be the perfect time to maybe. That's what I'm shooty, thinking. Shooty, shooty, bang, bang. Yeah, especially like just coming off of work or whatever, just having 30 minutes of just shooty, shooty, bang, bang with Destiny 2. Yeah. Um, honestly, uh, yeah, I need a good Sherpa. Luckily, next week we're going to have special guest Lord Cognito come yeah. on the show. He's all about that life. So he's he, hopefully he's going to bring me to the Iron Lords. Uh, <laughs> well, you, clan, you said I yourself, it, right? I, uh, whether it was on stream or not, yeah. um, the only trophy you need is for the Platinum is only the one. raid. So I need you, I need Cog to carry hand. me, dude. I really do. And I could have if I did the cross-progression thing right, because I, I beat it on PC, but I didn't beat it on PlayStation like a dummy. Uh, and um, there you go. It's my mm-hmm. one of my biggest regrets in life. You, you got to hear first. No regrets. Yeah. Uh, that said, only one piece of Flash news. Little Nightmares 2 comes out on PlayStation 5 today with a free upgrade. Uh, honestly, blink and you will like if I swap the images of like the PS4 version, the PS5 version, Kyle, you wouldn't know which one's which. Sure. Yeah. But hey, cool. Let me know if there's any haptic stuff. Actually, the cool thing about the PS5 one is the spatial audio. Love that. Love, 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 love that. Uh, that said, Kyle, mm-hmm. uh, are you holding on to something? Yes. Prepare the drop. You are the latest deals and deals. Dropping onto the PlayStation storefront on August 24th. Aliens Fire Team Elite for PS5 and PS4. Cats of War. Kyle, I'm going to cut the charade right here. I, I want to know what that game is. Look it up. Cats of War? I yep. gotcha. Hoa on PS5 and PS4. King's Bounty on PS2. Oh, sorry, Hoa, PS2. Is that just is that the Al Pacino, Al Pacino game? Hoa! Hoa! <laughs> I'm going to lose the voice. I'm getting distracted. King's Bounty 2 on PlayStation 4, not PS2. Jesus. I Expect You to Die 2 on PlayStation VR. Uh, Rims Racing PS5 and PS4. That's another innuendo. Uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 for PlayStation 5 on the 25th of August. And this has already come out. Psychonauts 2 for PlayStation 4. Uh, Xbox really boned us on the PlayStation 5 version of the game, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not salty about it. Uh, the 26th of August, I- Islanders, Islanders, Jesus, for PS5 and PS4. Traffic jams on PSVR. On the 27th of August, we got Baldo, the Guardian Owls, PS4, and Tormented Souls for PS5. Uh, Kyle? Cats of War. Yeah. Welcome to a world where cat- catastrophic events, catastrophic events, excuse me. Real talk, uh, you want to... Uh, a little deep dive into my psyche yeah. in seventh grade social studies. Uh-oh. I had to read from a textbook and I say catastrophe catastrophe and have never <laughs> recovered. So me reading that just made me feel awful again. Uh, <sighs> catastrophic events are about to happen. War is coming. Pick your cat and go up against your friends in epic tank battles mm. across the world. Turn-based action for up to 10 players in local multiplayer. Four-player local split screen for some faster fun. Single-player campaign that will expand over time and standalone, mission, standalone missions across the world. Hmm. So you're basically cats and tanks. Uh, you sold me. I'm sold. I'm <laughs> buying this game. That sounds like an easy platinum. Look it up. <laughs> no, don't have to. The one game that I do want to say it. I have been playing is Aliens Fireteam Elite. I have not Ooh. beaten the game. And like here on the trophy room, we don't give scores. I can only talk about it if I recommend it or don't recommend it. I do have to say that I got this code from our good frenemy over at uh, 
the insipid ghost himself, Luke Lore. Unfortunately, it was an Xbox code. And unfortunately, this game doesn't have crossplay. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge Aliens fan. Like, Aliens is one of my favorite franchises. Growing up, Aliens scared me so much, Kyle, that I wouldn't go down to, in the basement because the furnace sounded like an alien hiss to me. Ooh. And that scared me. Like, that movie I get that. scarred me, but, like, at the same time, I loved it. It's the type of horror that I love because it can never happen. I'm never going to be on a spaceship. There's never going to be aliens that look like that. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be fine, you know? That said... Um, I remember as a kid watching Alien 1, 2, and 3 at like at my uncle's place back in Cape Cod. So I have really fond memories of 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 Fireteam because that's how I really got to bond with, with my uncle. And um that said, Fireteam Elite, man, it's a fun time. Like don't don't think of it as a big triple A thing. Cold Iron Studios, they're the developers making it. Um they also, this code was provided by them as well, but again, kind of secondhand here. Uh, that said, Cold Iron Studios hit well above their 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 weight in this one because I am really enjoying my time with this game. Think of it as a double A experience akin to a World War Z if you've played that game, Ooh. where it's okay. in the style of even let's just say a Left for Dead, where it's hey, we're going down these corridors. A bunch of aliens are going to come at us, destroy the waves of enemies, move on and progress into the next stage. You know, get a object from this room, put it in that room, wait, you know, let let the hordes of aliens come in, kill them, move on to the next. It's what aliens is for the most part. And honestly, it's a really fun time with friends. I believe there's five classes. Unfortunately, the only thing I have to say is it's only three players can play at the same exact time which I find mm-hmm. a little frustrating because, you know, it always singles out that one friend in the friend group and it always hurts my feelings. Like Jerry, we can't, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But that said, Boy, the Jerry. levels, the levels accommodate the size. Like I always feel like for me, I'm a, I'm a demolisher. I have a huge heavy gun and I'm just blasting all these aliens and I have this awesome grenade launcher that, that feels and looks like something straight out of predator firing at the aliens it's awesome. My one friend is the turret guy. My one friend's the healer. And so we're always buddying up together in the synergy when we're, when it's there. It just feels so intense. It feels so fun to play together. Yeah, Kyle. Um, are there more classes than those three? Yes, there's five other ones. Okay. I didn't dabble outside of the turret guy, demolisher, and healer, though, because that's what I like. I like to play support. Yeah. Yes, Kyle? Yeah. Uh- I don't know why I'm raising my hand all of a sudden. Um, what different maps? Multiple maps? Yes. Uh, there's about five different like stages or or, or maps, okay. and there's uh, I think three or four stages to each one. Okay. Each one of them, like you're in one of the you're you're in one of the marine ships, and they've infiltrated the ship. Sweet. You're in old Promethean ruins and some mm. other cool stuff that I don't want to kind of. Ruin okay. for the sake of because I but. when I think of Alien uh, or the Aliens movies and spoiler alert shame pile here haven't seen a full movie from the franchise. Oh, no, I've way. seen clips here and there. It's on my shelf, Joe. Yeah. Okay. I, I own them okay. eventually. Um, but when I think of Alien, I think of claustrophobic. I feel of small areas. Right. Are these maps 
small or are they big open areas? Because you mentioned World War Z, so I'm yeah. thinking tons of so aliens coming at you at once. Here's I hope a, not. Here's a cool thing. Here's a cool thing. Some are wider than others. It's very accommodating. So like there's like a long, long range class. You don't want to bring them into like the marine spaceship because it's a lot of tight corners, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to mm -hmm. demolish her there, some guy with a shotgun to take down those aliens. So there's variety to the maps in that way. The one thing that I have to give credit to this team is if you're an aliens fan, I right now wholeheartedly recommend it because this is a total love letter to alien in the franchise because everything feels like it belongs in the world. Even the new weapons feel like they belong in that world. The scenery, the fact that Kyle, they'll purposely put aliens in different places on different runs. So it's kind of like a roguelite-ish kind of aspects mm. in that way. There's times where there's aliens in the vents. You're seeing them on the map, but they're not coming out. <laughs> they're oh. literally stalking you. It's awesome. That's cool. So yeah, in that way, it's it, it is just a perfect homage to Alien. Everything sounds like like when you take out the submachine gun from Alien uh, Aliens, it it literally sounds like it's straight ripped from the movie. When you take the smart cool. gun out, which is the minigun, it looks straight from the movie. And even when you kill an alien, it'll have the big X, like you see in Aliens, where they're looking from the visor. Mm. It's it is just a total love letter. I I really. I, I recommend that. this game strongly. If you have friends, this is definitely worth it. Um, so I'm to, really loving to it. To me, it's it's probably not a one to one because I think this game is probably made what made better is not the correct way because I don't mean to play down the other devs, but like the dev team clearly has a love for the franchise, yes. and you can see it very much like Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Where like they you can tell they love the Friday the thirteenth game. Like they love Jason. They love that style and kind of nail it from campers and different Jasons much. or whatnot. So like if if this team has that same kind of love and passion for its source material, I have no doubt it's going to go over very well with fans. Their passion meets their skill and meets the budget. In in this this team, I can't wait to see what they do with other licenses. Cause they're what they've done with the budget that they have, because there's some things that they that they cut out, like some like, you know, voice acting isn't perfect. Sure. And yeah, when you talk to people, it's more like kind of like in Hades when you're talking to people, it's like, here's here's the words. Here's the person to the side, but the lips ain't moving. Nothing gotcha. like that. It's budget in that aspect, but they really put the money where it counts. And I want to shake that level designer's hand because I really feel like, man, that that person needs a promotion. It's ingenious. Um, That's awesome. So again, I'm really loving the game so far. I absolutely recommend it. Cold Iron, y'all, hit it out of the park. This is nice. This is great. And hey, if you get it, let me know. Again, unfortunately, on Xbox and code provided by. But yeah, let's let's That's play cool. some games. Uh, before I talk about what I played very yeah, briefly, please. Uh, Cats of War does not have a platinum. Not even worth it. It's got seven <laughs> trophies. One of the trophies' name is called Iwo Jima. Oh, okay, that's a and uh, another one is called Fighting Your Friends. They misspelled fighting in the trophy title. Um, so yeah, Cats of War. All right, so Cats of War $10. feels like that's not a recommend. Probably not, uh, but, but you, you know, know what, what is? Cat, you... There's a cat and alien. 
Ah, there it's you go. Do, do. And the, there like you go. the alien doesn't kill the cat. They're friends. Makes you think. <laughs> I play Writers Republic. I... <laughs> Kyle, I how are you liking it? You, you showed uh, up yeah. late to the show because of it. You son of a gun. Well, hold on. We said eight. I showed up at eight. Eight oh one. I checked the clock. Oh, there. oh, okay. Just because you. I'm docking that from the pay. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Monopoly money. Exactly. Um, do not. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. The, so during opening night live, there was a little thing on Writers Republic saying the beta is now open to everyone until August twenty eighth. Um, downloaded it and man, it is such a good time. Yeah, it is such a fun time. Um, That's awesome. It does have. You'll get this reference because you played this game. Um, it's got a little bit of man eater kind of charm to it. Okay, where you are talking to these other characters and will suddenly like do like a flashback um mm-hmm. and, and like uh, like a documentary kind of thing and oh, then like wow. talking to the camera a little bit um okay. like there's there's this dude who's like the messiah of extreme sports i guess in this game i forgot mm-hmm. his character's name um but it, like he's talking to you and he's trying to act all serious and the screen goes like sepia and gray like he's very serious and then the i believe her name is uh suki from the trailer we saw today mm-hmm. she like snaps him out of it goes back to color like there is some like kind of humor there yeah um but when it comes to what i played uh when you hop in the demo the beta you immediately get into a race um just to like see how it works like the basic yeah. fundamentals then you do a wings a wingsuit um kind of racing least favorite uh, okay. Just because you're just flying through checkpoint circles and there wasn't any, wasn't like exhilarating. Right. Um, and then some ski, some skiing. Um, and I had a blast with that little bit of skiing. Mm. Uh, it was fantastic. So then you jump in, you start off with mountain biking and biking and doing races. And the races are super fun. And it's mm. really cool when you see the whole map. You can see everyone that's playing in your world. And there's icons for players all over the place and as you're racing down the mountain you can see wingsuit people flying by you you can see uh snowboarders and skiers off to the side and cutting across your path as you're biking down right in front of you and right behind you mm. like it feels f- like lived in okay and i love that and uh controls are or are, are, are pretty tight mm. um nothing outrageous the trick system's a little stiff but um I wasn't expecting like an SSX kind of style mm-hmm. trick style thing, but if EA is not going to bring back SSX, this will definitely fill the void. Okay. Um, haven't done anything past the mountain bike races yet, but I know I think skiing or snowboarding is the next part okay. of the beta that I'm in. So I'm, I'm excited to do that because if they nail that, yeah. I'm going to be playing this game for a very long time. I was going to say, because the thing was st- like, I don't know how this differ- differentiates itself from Steep. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because Steep kind of offered something similar. I think what Steep lacked was the attitude that this game has. Absolutely. The, you know, Steep, I think, felt like, if I'm remembering right, taking itself a bit seriously, where mm-hmm. Riders Republic is like, hey, man, we got flare guns that shoot all these different wacky colors. Look at us. Yeah, and even, uh, like, the characters selects. Uh, the character creator thing, yeah. not like super advanced or robust or anything, but like you gotcha. can give yourself green skin. Okay. Like it doesn't take yourself. Too, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't take itself too seriously, which I love. Yeah. Uh, does it have like a Tony Hawk vibe to it? That's how you get. Yeah. Me. I mean, like right. 
one of the races I was racing downhill to some offspring. Ooh. I'm like, oh, this is giving me lots of Tony Hawk vibes, and okay. I'm digging it. Blink 182? Not yet. All right. Well, if it wants to be Tony Hawk, it has to. And like, what is it? Goldfinger? Is that as well? So yeah, that's what we've been playing. I want to give a shout out to three games right before we end this segment. Ghost in the Well, shout out to you. Platinum you. What a fun little game that was. Uh, I want to shout out. What kind of game is that? It's it's pretty much like an action game, but with pinball. There's no enemy enemies, but like you're solving these puzzles with this, you're this little robot with this sword, and you're trying to figure out what happened and how to fix your town because you're the last surviving little robot. There's nice. this creature in the well. He's a real piece of work. Um, so enjoyed that fun five-hour experience. Got the platinum in that. Dirt 5. Congratulations. You're my favorite racing game so far. Oh, sweet. I really enjoyed my time with you. The updated PS5 uh, patch <laughs> the dual sense i feel it i like it it's re- it's really good haptics you may want to turn it down a little bit i know with you carpal tunnel that may be a little yeah. bit much okay. one thing is uh one trophy that sucks the 1k miles in that game when you beat the game you're only you're less than like 400 miles you're like 400 uh, lots 80, of driving 80 yeah so okay. there is a way to you know trick it by mm-hmm. just going online, there's like tracks that are just literally in a circle. So you just put your PlayStation on pause for a few hours, hold the trigger down and walk away. But I got the 1K in that. Or the, I'm sorry, the Platinum in that. Ugh. That, Xbox, that oh, Xbox segment really got that, to me. Ugh. Oh, that Ugh. feels weird. Sorry, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Take my PlayStation card away from me. I, I don't deserve it to be here. Um, And then I got the Platinum the far superior version of trophy of, of achievements um, in God, what was the third? Oh yeah. Hellblade Senua's sacrifice. Nice. Game's incredible. And uh, there's yeah. a segment, Kyle, listen, I'm a grown ass man. The sound design in that game, unlike any other, there's a point where you're pitch black and you're just hearing, and you're seeing like just out of just the corner of your, your, your vision, these things that have like feet for hands are just gross. Ugh. And it scared me so much. I didn't play for a week. And then yesterday I was like, I'm going to platinum this game. So I was just like, let me bring Papa or sorry, not Papa Babbit, Mama Babbit in the room. And so her freaking out, freaked me out less. She's okay. like, what's going on? Oh my God, this is hell. Oh God, where's your cross? Oh God. Oh Jesus. Oh God. And we got through it. The power of Jesus Christ. That moment really, really got us through. That's what my mom said. It's great. I love her. I love her um, so much. Scaring you, you, her is hilarious. And I stand by it. Did you play that with headphones? Yes. But not that part because it's too creepy. How is it without the headphones? Is it equally as creepy? Or is headphones the way to play that headphones game? Headphones is the absolute way you need to play yeah. that game. Mm-hmm. Absolute way. Mm-hmm. Only way. Uh, also, oh my goodness. Um, well, actually, this comes from a question. Rick the Welsh Run writes in, Welcome to the Sony Pony Express, everybody. Yeah. You can send your questions into PS Trophy Room at, on Twitter or the Trophy Room Discord, just like Rick the Welsh one did right here. Quick question for the pod. Don't need to go deep. Quick thoughts on Iki Island expansion now that you played it. Oh, it's so good. Just, at, you know, everything that we said on last week's show, what Steve said, I, I cement here. I don't think that $10 upgrade is necessarily worth it. 
Um, I do think it is a cash grab. That said, that expansion, if you are a big fan of the story, is a must. It's It really fills out Jin's character in not a way that it feels like they purposely cut this game out or, you know, DLC out. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a perfect way to experience it, and you're not necessarily missing out if you don't. The one thing that I will deviate from Steve is the combat. There are enemies like the shaman that'll buff the enemies around you, making them just relentless attackers. So you have to go after the shaman. And on the same exact time, the mongrels now have all different weapon types and they constantly change their weapon stances. Meaning you have to change on the fly as well. So there'll be a polearm guy one minute and then they'll take their sword and shield out the next. Um, I like that. I love it. The uh, fantastic. Um, if I could make Ghost of Tsushima my, my game of the year for 2021, I'd do it. Um, but yeah, even, even though the haptics weren't too crazy, it is nuts when you're galloping on a horse and you really do feel like you're galloping. So I really dug it. Did you get uh, to play it? Did not yet. Okay. Um, I'm working my way through Gravity Rush, so we Fair. can talk about it on Friday when we do mm-hmm. Road to Greatness, because my bad patrons, it's on me. How dare you. Um, but my question to you that I brought up last week. Yeah. Does the air, does it go through the controller? Every time I I, I go for a direction, yes. The it wind, does? You have, you have a... Oh. Yes. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I oh. blew your mind. <laughs> I, I love that. I love yeah. that so much. Uh, Una six seven eight seven six passcode unlocked. Writes in. Hey guys, hope you guys are having a good day. I am. Same to you, Una. Yeah. Likewise. When do you usually give up on games if you do, or do you just put it on hold if you're in the mood for it? <sighs> Uh, anybody that knows me, I, if I play an hour of your game and I'm not in it, I'm putting it down. Yeah. Tops, I'll go for like three to four hours, but then I'm out. And I always have that, that sucky feeling. Cause to me, the most, one of the most important things in games is a good onboarding process. And if your onboarding process is bad, that to me, I'm like, well, you got a bad game. You know, yeah. like I, I, we've had conversations in a lot of DMs of, about certain games that are like, yeah, but like at the six hour mark, it gets really great. And I'm like, that shouldn't be how that's terrible pacing. Absolutely. You know, I'm with you on that one because there, there, there are some games where I really dig all the environments and whatnot. But if you're piling so much on me within the first 25, 30 minutes, I feel overwhelmed. Yeah. It's going to take a lot for me to, to, to come back and focus in and, and, and continue playing for me uh when i was younger i would feel really bad abandoning a game mm. right because money's always been tight so if i buy a game i need to actually play said game for more than an hour or so to like feel like i got my money's worth out of it yeah. um nowadays not so much to me the tipping point whether or not i stop is if after a few hours if I can't remember anything from the story, if I'm if I'm like dozing off or if I am checking my phone during cutscenes or just like pausing, like, oh, let me see if I have any notifications yeah. and then get lost there for five minutes. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I will come back to it because that's kind of what I did with Days Gone. 
Um, I I went back to it after a year and really dug it then. Right. Um, so it's not like I'm not done with it for forever. It just sometimes I need to give it a, like a few month break or, or yeah. something like that. Or if I, if I drop it and I don't miss it, chances are I ain't coming back. Yeah. Like a good example is red, dead, red, damn Two. Right. I will Bring never that go back to back. that game. Yeah. I got to the, I got to the epilogue and I'm like, oh, we're real, you're really trying to waste my goddamn time here. Rockstar. Epilogue. I had like, they told me three hours more to go. Felt like 30, and I was like, and I'm oot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, the epilogue should have been for me. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, it was not. So, yeah, there are some games where I'm just like, and I beat it. I don't care. I'm moving on. You know? So, yeah, yeah that's that's how I feel. That's, that's actually the game where I've sunk the most time into, and I just flat out dropped. There are games that I'm coming back to that I haven't beaten, like The Witcher, because I'm waiting for that next-gen upgrade. Um, shout out to Cyberpunk. By the way, yeah. Why the hell did you buy Cyberpunk physically? Great, ex- great you question. You have a digital PS5. What's going on? Great question, Nate. Nathan asked this question. A lot of people ask this question. Why did I buy Cyberpunk for ten dollars uh, via Best Buy? A, I'm an adult. I could do whatever the goddamn please. One hundred percent. Secondly, my brother has a f- physical PS5. Ah, okay. So we're just. I'm just gonna trade with him for a few days. Play okay. Cyberpunk and. Put okay. my 40 hours into it and walk away. That works. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that said, our last question of the evening comes from Cloudside. Do you guys, like me, buy way too many games in sales then end up with a never gr- or an ever-growing backlog that you can never seem to make a dent in? Cloud, I bought, <laughs> I bought Cyberpunk for $10. I then bought <laughs> Destiny 2. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The new expansion for twenty three dollars. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cloudside, I do. Um, and I don't feel much shame about it. Maybe if like money's tight at that time, I'm like, oh, you dumb idiot! You shouldn't have bought this, that, or the other thing. You big dumb yeah. dummy. Yeah. But usually, I know I'm gonna put time in that game, and usually the sale is like the game's dirt cheap. Like I bought Horizon. For like, I think it was like seven bucks maybe oh, on what sale. A deal. Yeah, and I was just like, bam, bought it. That was just a few years ago, knowing full well I wasn't gonna play that game until the PlayStation Five upgrade, and now it's here. And Frozen Wilds, here I come. Yes. So, yeah, I, yeah. I do that, but I don't feel guilty ever about my backlog. Uh, yeah, no, I I actually rarely buy games on sales. Mm-hmm. Um, again, physical game person i feel like those sales are harder to come by when they're like really discounted on things that i really want because i usually pre-order and get them day one because mm. i i the type that day one on everything pretty much um so when it comes to sales it really has to be something that i've overlooked or i be like you know what i'm gonna wait super right. long on this one now are you buying day one because of fomo be real Oh, one hundred percent. That plays a huge okay. part in that. Is is having that that case in that game on day one to be part of the conversation. Right. I know that's super dumb, but that is just what's been hot wired into my brain. Um, especially as an adult, like I have money, I want to spend it the way I want it. So if I'm going to buy it on day one, I'm just going to go do that. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to I'm trying to think back. Like I buy things out of FOMO for, for yeah. There are some things that I get annoyed with. I think we've talked about this 
previously, but like the game pass to me is the ultimate demo machine where like, I'll play a game on game pass. If I really like that game, I'm like, I want my trophies. So I go and I buy that game on PlayStation. There's a good chance I buy Psychonauts too on PlayStation and people look at me with three heads and it's just like, this is my platform. This is, I make a show on this. I enjoy the controller. This is where I am. And, and, you know, get, get bent dweebs. Is there a physical version? No, 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 no. There's not. Nope. Oh, that hurts. That hurt. No wonder I couldn't find it when I searched it the other day. I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) Only digital, my friend. Yeah. Okay. That said, it's time to close out the show. We did this in record time, my good, my good buddy, my good pal, Mister Stephen. God, I do declare. Kyle, is there anything you want to spotlight before we head on out of here? As always, I like to spotlight myself, Mister K's up on Twitter, PSN, and on Xbox. If you want to stay up to date on all the latest and greatest in indies, go hit up six one indie.com. That's S I X O N E I N D I E. Um, a couple changes. We're we're getting close to year one anniversary of six one indie. Um, so we're, we're making a couple changes. No more weekly Twitch streams. So I want to give a huge shout out to everyone that came and watched me play Resident Evil and 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 all those cool games uh, over the past couple of months. We're just realizing that uh, having being unemployed for a very long time, we were very bullish and with our time <laughs> and be like, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. Um, going back to work is a huge undertaking and, yep. and really retraining ourselves how to distribute time and streaming is just something I can't keep up with on a regular basis. So uh, not saying Twitch streaming on our end is going to end anytime soon. We're still going to be live uh, streaming our podcast every Saturday and there's going to be some podcast tweaks as well, but we're going to wait for a couple months for that. Um, but you better damn well, uh, you what huh words uh we're, we're going to be streaming like back for blood and stuff yeah so the streaming's not gone forever yeah but yeah go check all that stuff up six one indie on all the things kyle i feel like with the trophy room humble brag here about this show um i feel like there's nothing when i was thinking like oh what's like something i need to tweak i feel like i've done it i think everything's good i've and, and it's taken it's taken us years but we're at this point where I'm like, this. Is I'm a, happy you say that because a couple of days solid. ago you texted me like, "Hey, we need to ch- we need to make some changes." Yeah, well, because because likewise, like with with our some of our Patreon stuff, right? Yeah. It's like okay, so like now, how do we tackle how do how do we tackle things like Road to Greatness now that things are getting busier, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all that jazz? So like, yeah, there's little things like that, but like to me, I'm like, we got this show. We got it. I know what to do, what to say to get everybody all riled up, you know? Ooh. What was the innuendo and the noise I made? Ooh. You know, I just make Your innuendo was talking about something swelling. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Hot. Uh, So with that said, you can find this show over at the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Play, wherever you find your podcast service of choice, the show will be there. And if you were to be so kind as to throw us a five-star review over at Apple Podcasts, can I do something off a whim, off a whimsy? Go for it. Here's the thing. With my first paycheck of a real yob, I like to give back, okay? I'm a man of culture. Everybody knows this. Yeah. I love Kina. I already declared yeah. it. This game looks great. 
I want to give away a copy of Kina out of my yeah. first paycheck. I want to give it to someone who rates this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. Hey, Joe, you can't do that. They say remember, I can't, but I'm remember? doing the damn thing. Okay. Apple's, I, I bring Tim Cook, bring his goons. <laughs> All right. They can't stop me. All right. Pod All news. Right. I, pod news. I, I follow on, on the emails. Got me up my back. All right. That There's works. five stars over there. I may or may not have a little giveaway once we hit 200 reviews on the U.S. side of the charts. Worldwide, 270. Hell yeah. 270 is the goal. Nice. So that's 30 reviews worldwide or 25 reviews just in the U.S. Nice. Think about it. Thinking. Five stars. At, use your at on Twitter. You know, like your, your Twitter handle or whatever, or just on Discord, whatever. And you're entered in. If you've already done that, you're like, I already gave you a five-star review. Don't even worry about it. You're good. You're already entered into a giveaway that may or may not happen because Tim Cook doesn't like when podcasts have giveaways. So keep this one between us. All right. Five stars. Uh, what else? I was going to have a joke there, but I decided to... Yeah, you don't need it. Follow me at Mr. Badbit. Follow the show at PS Trophy Room. And with all that said, and with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. Bye. Love you. Bye.